What is going on, everybody? It is Norm coming to you with another episode of Scruffy City Sports. I hope you've had a fantastic week that was. I know I have. I'm super excited to see each and every one of you, see you all virtually, I guess in my imagination as I'm sitting in an auditorium and just looking out upon the thousands and thousands that tune into each and every week. Uh, I got a kid with myself sometimes. Let's just get right into things. I'm going to try and keep this episode short and sweet like all last week's. I, I think some people like that. I think it challenges me to, you know, not ramble on for 40 minutes. And so that's what we're going to do today. But anyway, we're going to jump in feet first. This is the three-point Southern Baptist-style bulletin. Origin White game, Braves baseball, and then we're going to take the plunge into UT baseball. And uh, let's let's just get ready for it. Let's jump right in, shall we? All right. Hopefully in post, I put in some transition music there. <laughs> Who knows if I did or I didn't, but let's just get into it. Were you one of the uh, almost 60,000 people that went to the Orange and White game this weekend? What a spectacle. The photos and everything from that looked fantastic. Uh, it is exciting to uh, have relevant, I guess, spring training football games. I guess that's the best way of looking at that. It's a great turnout. I am sure Danny White and Josh Hopple and everybody are excited about that. But really, I think Josh Hopple said it best in his postgame comments because you know I do the sleuthing so you don't have to. Uh, And when he said this is not really a football game, I I don't know what to take from it. I I don't know, you know, was Nico playing against the threes or the fours or was, you know, uh, Cannon Joe Milton there? Who was he playing against? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there was lots of people that turned out. I don't know what you take from it. I really don't. If you look at the stats, Gadsden Moore should be your QB number one going into the first game there uh, around Labor Day of this year. I think it's September 2nd or 4th, one of those two days. But I don't know. I mean, it's just, I guess, enjoyable to see that that many fans turned out. I think the last orange and white game I went to was in the Butchie Jones era. So that would have been like 2014, 15, 16 when we were throwing, uh, you know, footballs and trash cans and giving the defense two points for making a stop all that nonsense so but it's it's glad I think the uh I don't know that I don't think the UT fan base ever went anywhere but I think it speaks a lot when 60,000 people show up on an April Saturday to watch you know a a meaningless spring football game and and that's really all I'm going to take away from that Josh Hopple was very uh, excited about the fans that turned out. And, I mean, who shouldn't be? 60,000 fans. I think the number was there was 300 former players that w- were on campus last week uh, to stop by and say hello. I can remember a time when Butch Jones didn't want former players there, so that speaks volumes to where the program is now. It's trending in all the right directions. I'm excited about it. I can't tell you about recruits or kids or any of that stuff. There's stats out there, but, again, It doesn't mean anything. It wasn't really football uh, to me anyway, but it was quite the spectacle. Leading into football and into baseball stuff, as as we're getting close to the four-minute mark here, we might have already passed it, Um, I would like to say, why are you not a subscriber or or a member, I guess you should say, not a subscriber, or I guess you could subscribe, um, a member of the volunteer club? This, this has been a pain point of mine for a while, and I've not really talked about it because I get kind of agitated. The volunteer club now for 
a while, I guess really since the, you know, NIL era began, has been talked about as one of the best NIL collectives, uh, best NIL programs in all of college football, all of college sports. Yet they are extremely transparent uh, with their numbers and memberships and things like that. This week alone, I'll say this month, the month of April, they just crossed 2,500 members. And to me, that number is just absurd. And not that it's high. It's absurd because it's so low. You can for $5 a month. So one cup of coffee that's like one biscuit at McDonald's for breakfast that is one that's less than a price of a movie ticket that is less that is less than a Chick-fil-A sandwich. You can become a volunteer club member. 90%, unless that number has went up, 90% of your $5. So that's, you know, more than $4.50 of, or, or I guess it's right at $4.50, uh, goes directly to the athletes and funding those things. If you wanted to spend the big bucks, pony up and spend $25 a month, which is a checkerboard member, you get... Uh, invites to all their tailgate parties their tailgate parties consist of all the free food you want all the adult or non-adult beverages that you could partake in you get a 10 percent off all of your purchases for your polos and your swag like i've got i am challenging you i will leave a link in the description below please go join the volunteer club they're not begging you to i am begging you to but they would probably beg you as well please go out there and join there are great folks trying to help those athletes over there and look you being a member is directly impacting the football team the baseball team the basketball team the women's programs things like that so please go spend five dollars that's all i'm asking five dollars the bottom tier one cup of coffee a month subscribe to the volunteer club and get Get it going, please. That's what I beg of you. That is my two-minute sponsor plug for the Volunteer Club. All right, let's talk Braves baseball before the the highlight of this podcast, I guess, will be Braves baseball, the Volunteer Club, and the Orange and White game. Braves baseball is really doing great. Uh, we're 16 games in, so we got 140 something left, I guess, to go. So your way too early hot take is the Braves have the second best record in all of baseball at 12 and four. Uh, I think as of you know, I'm recording this podcast on Monday. Uh, what is today? The uh, 17th. So I've I've not looked to see if the Rays played, but the Braves had the second best record in all of Major League Baseball, best record in the NL at 12 and four. And, and that's really all I've got to say. The Braves last week were 6-0. and They swept both the Reds and the Kansas City Royals. So if you care about that, that's who they swept. Uh, they've got some West Coast games coming up this week against the uh, Fathers, the a.k.a. the San Diego Padres. So if you want to stay up till about 10 o'clock at night and watch first pitch, more than welcome. I will catch those games the next day or on my app when I wake up in the morning to see how they did. I might catch an inning or two here or there, but but that's probably about it. Uh, let's If you want me to give your way too early and I don't really care about stats, Ronald Acuna leads the team with a 373 batting average. His slash line, if you want it, is a 373, 455 OBP, and a 567 slugging. The easy number for that is OPS, which is a 1.022, which is obviously, for all of you baseball nerds out there, that's on base plus slugging gets you your OPS. Which do you prefer, slash line OPS? I don't know. That's why we read them both. 
Uh, after that is Orlando Arcia, which we all know now is is down with a wrist injury, so that will change obviously. Uh, and then rounding out the top three is Austin Riley with a 322 or a .925 OPS, which breaks down accordingly, everyone. 417 on base and a 508 slugging. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. All right, so I guess that's all the Braves talk we're going to have. Again, they've got the NL best record at 12-4, and four, uh, coming off a hot six-game streak last week. Again, like I said, Padres and Astros, they come home for the Astros for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday set. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday set this week with the Padres off day slash travel day on Thursday. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk about the Atlanta Braves. Now let's transition into, I guess, Tennessee baseball. Cue the purge horn, purge horn siren, Norm, and then we will away we go. All right, Tennessee had a midweek game, which I care nothing about because midweek games to me mean absolutely nothing. They trounced somebody fourteen to two, I do believe. I guess it was. I think it was Western. Eastern, Western, somebody, Kentucky, which I, I really don't care about. And as you can probably hear, the dynamic change in my voice is I'm really frustrated with this baseball team. I, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat this podcast. I, while I love this baseball program, I love Tony Vitello. I don't know what's going on with them. I, I really don't. I, I am beyond frustrated. And, and it, obviously, I'm going to call balls and balls, strikes and strikes, because that's how I like to call this. I'm just going to shoot you straight. But uh, it is impossible to polish a turd and make it shiny. You can't put lipstick on a pig. Uh, Taylor Swift once said you can't put a Band-Aid on a bullet hole. Any of those things. This team is, is they're, they're not even treading water. They're 500 games after this getting swept in Arkansas, below 500 in league play. They're 5-10. and 10. And the body language on this team looks atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. Going into this podcast, and, and, and I am – I sleuth. I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm all up to date on news and notes. And Thursday afternoon, it broke that, you know, Chase Dolander wasn't going to be the Friday night start, starter. What was happening with Chase Burns? What, you know, was, was there a rift? What's going on? And Tony Vitello came out Thursday and Friday and even on the TV broadcast and the radio broadcast. Because, again, sleuthing's Norm's thing. I really like to deep dive. Tony Vitello said that against the Florida series, Andrew Lindsay showed something in him. I don't know what that was. He just said there was some dog in him, which this team desperately needs on a lot of levels, that he had some fight in him, and he really appreciated it, and that's why he started him Friday night. And I thought that was a, you know, hearing that and seeing it, I'm not going to question Tony. Everything, you know, he's the head coach for a reason. He makes the big bucks. I just do a podcast and make little to no money off of it. So that's where we're at with that. But it's hard for me to question why he's doing that especially if he has a good reason saying that Andrew Lindsay was extremely motivated in the dugout he was had some fight and all these things in him and I thought Andrew Lindsay pitched a game Friday night up until the bottom of the third inning when the our whole series was lost in my opinion in the bottom of that third inning there was numerous errors and in, in college baseball and baseball in general this frustrates the me that a ball, a routine play that is not, you know, it may not be bobbled or it doesn't happen, doesn't get called an error. We had two plays 
around the middle of the infield. I'm not calling out kids' names today because I just I, I don't want to do that. Again, these plays happened in and around the left-hand side of the middle of the infield. Not third base, but the left-hand side of that. And I don't understand. These are routine plays. You're at a D1 SEC. You know, this is the creme de la creme, the top of the top. You know, everything matters in the SEC. And I just don't understand why these plays can't be made. And and it to me, I said it last week, or maybe I alluded to it, and I'll say it again here. I think our pitching staff understands how terrible our defense is, and they're trying to make up for it. And while I applaud their effort, our defense sucks. It just straight up sucks. Our infield defense is atrocious. Our outfield, I've been saying it all season long. We've thrown it together. I think Hunter Inslee has finally figured it out in center field, but it just is atrocious. And I can't pick on Jared Dickey because the kid plays catcher one day and left field or right field the next. He's our He's got our league, our batting average title right now through SEC play, so I'm not going to pick at him. But, gosh, our defense is horrible. I, have se- I saw – now, all the games run together because I was frustrated and mad for all three of them because we played so <laughs> I have never in my entire life seen runners tag up on an infield pop-up in my life. I've never, ever seen that. And it just – every week I feel like I talk about this baseball program and things that happened, and I've never seen it. And I haven't. I really haven't. I encourage you to go back, and and maybe I'll leave a link for it in the podcast below, to hear Tony Vitello talk after Sunday's loss. He said some things, and and I'm going off the cuff here because I had notes, and you know me, I go off the rails, but we'll wrangle it back in because I really want to talk about some important stuff here in a minute. He talked about he he wants some fight in him. He needs them to be tougher. This team does not have a dog in him. I talked about that a minute ago. They don't have a Zakai Ziegler, and they for sure as do not have a Drew Gilbert on this team. None of these guys have got the testicular fortitude that an ounce of, of Drew Gilbert had last year. There is no fight in this team, and I don't understand it. This team looks like, and I, I've been trying for like a day and a half to figure out how to word this, this team looks like they are playing like an upward sport. Do you know what upward sports are? I, I don't know if they're all over the world or the southeast or wherever, but upward sports are essentially participation-based. So it is a league where, you know, you go play soccer and everybody's got to score a goal in the game and we can't let a team lose, so everybody has a tie and then afterwards we all cheer and clap and run through a little tunnel. That's not what the f- SEC baseball is. We don't need a participation grade. We need some dogs out there. We need some moxie. I get that this team is not last year's team. I'm not asking for them to be that, but I'm asking them to grow a pair, to get some testicular fortitude in them and show like they want to win a game. Every one of these games, it's like a toddler. It's like you go into a store with a little kid and you and unfortunately get within 500 yards of the toy aisle so you automatically have to go down the toy aisle and then you can't get the toy so they start screaming and yelling and pitching a fit and then and then that's what happens they get down in the first inning and the game's over if they don't come out there like world beaters and throw up six runs in the first inning this team's losing they are in no way shape or form winning a close game last year's team And again, I've told you repeatedly not to compare the two, but I'm comparing them in this podcast because I'm rather fired up and over it. Last year's team 
until you saw the third strike in the bottom of the ninth or the third out happened in the bottom of the ninth, I thought that team would come back and win every single time. That Notre Dame game last year that just ripped my heart out, All the, even after the game, I thought magically it just ended and it was the eighth inning that they were going to come back and win. And they didn't. And this team has no fight in them. And I love them, and I'm not calling for Tony Vitello's head because he's turned this program around. The program is fine. But the product that we've got on the field right now is absolute dog And I don't know who that starts with. I don't know if that's Christian Moore, who had a great weekend. There was a time on this podcast I was saying, we don't need his bat. He led the the series with, a, I think it was like a 427 batting average. So I can't fault that. He's your only senior leader out there other than pitchers, and the pitchers can't be in the dugout going up there battling for hits. I, I don't know what it is. I'm extremely frustrated with this team, and I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix it. I really do not. I don't know if there is a fixing it at this point in time. I really hope that there is. But I'm, I'm frustrated about it, and I just don't know what to say or what to do about this program. But but let's let's Norm's going to take a breath. I'm going to get a drink. You're not even going to hear me pause, but I'm going to tell you that's what I'm doing. And then we're going to talk about what this team has got left with five five series left because we're past the halfway point and we're five games under 500. All right, Norm. So you just belittled the baseball team for the past ten minutes or so. Tell me what they can do to right this ship. Well, the schedule doesn't get any easier. I mean, it really doesn't. Uh, you know, looking ahead for the next five series, we've got Vandy. Mississippi State, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina. Your only gimme in that mix is Georgia. And I can't really even say it's a gimme because while we're 5 and 10, they're 4 and 11. So not much gimme as far as that goes. I mean, we are at the bottom of the barrel as far as SEC rankings go. So, Norm, what, what are you saying? Well, I'm saying I'd like them to go 15 and 0 personally, and that would get us to. Uh, <laughs> 20 and 10 i'm laughing but i'm i'm being really serious i mean i'm, I'm not kidding this team has the potential to possibly not make the ncaa tournament i mean i, I think they're getting in hosting is way out of the question that that's not going to be a host but really even if they take two of the last you know they win the, they take the series so they get five series wins that's 10 wins that puts you at 15 and 15, 500 for the the season. And I just, I don't see that in this team. I really would love to be on here and say, yeah, they can do that. They can go, you know, they can win, uh, what is that? They'd be 10 and five going down the stretch. But this team has not proven that they can do that. I mean, I want them to. Is it possible? Yes. Can they get some fight in them and do it? Yeah. But let me tell you, I've been telling you for several weeks, it depends on next series. It depends on next series. It depends on next series. Well, the bullet stops now. We're halfway through the series season. We're 5-10 and 10 and look like dogs. And I really hope. I just don't see this team. I don't see them, I don't see them going 15-0, and 0, clearly. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't see them going, you know, 10-5, and 5, which would get you serious wins over that. I just don't know. I'm just extremely frustrated. I love this program. I love Tennessee. And I guess the moral of this whole story is it's exciting that Tony Vitello has brought this program back from the dumps and that I am so worked up about baseball and us wanting to put a better product on the field. I, I guess that's where I'm at with this. I'm, I'm super. I love this team. I love the directions that we're going. 
I think it really sucks that the last, you know, two or three seasons that they have just been world beaters and last year they essentially, you know, generational team will never see that again. Um, and I'm just, just frustrated. I, it's it's okay to be frustrated. I'm not calling for Tony Vitello's head by any means. I hope he stays here forever and ever and, and, and does the greatest thing ever and wins several national championships. But I can be frustrated, and I, I'm not even going to critique him because I think what he did Friday night starting Andrew Lindsay was a great idea. He just – nobody else backed Andrew Lindsay up. I thought all of our pitchers, aside from Beam on Sunday – played great and I'm just frustrated and that's how I'm going to leave it I I just you know after this series against Vandy you know if if we get swept by Vandy or we only take one out of three this season to me is essentially over I'm still going to get on here and I'll still report all those things but I think at that point in time you have to take a hard look at, at the players in the dugout and you start playing those young kids that that want to get out there and play Dylan Drawling is a true freshman and he's doing great things I just I think that hard conversation will be had next week, and I, I just I don't want to have it. I want them to go out there and sweep Vandy and look like world beaters. That's what Norm wants. That's that is my challenge to this team. I want them to go out there and sweep Vandy and and, and set the world on fire. That's me with my orange colored glasses. That is me not going off the script that I wrote today to say on this podcast. That's what I want. That's I love Tennessee. I eat and breathe Tennessee sports. I just I'm just frustrated and. I guess it's good to be frustrated with this team. I've told you all season long not to compare the two, and I did it on this podcast, and I'm not sorry about it because, man, they they got me fired up this weekend just seeing no effort at all, and I'm tired of seeing no effort. I want the effort out there, and I, and, and I know they're not not practicing and doing all those things. I just I'm not, I don't see it with my baseball eyes that this team gives <laughs> that they got their teeth kicked in for three games against Arkansas, and Arkansas is not a great team. I think Florida and Florida, in my opinion, Florida is way better than LSU, and there is no way that if you told me Florida couldn't sweep LSU or Van Norm, Florida is a much better team than Arkansas, and LSU is a way better team than Arkansas, in my opinion. But you know, you you got to play each team. It wasn't cold down there this weekend, and they didn't show up and fight. And I want you to do better, Vols. Do better. That's all I can say. Till next time, I'll see you. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and I'll see you all in the future. And I'm sorry. I'm not. You know what? I'm not sorry that I was fired up today. I they I, I was fired up, and and this is a safe space. And I just yeah, lo, I love every one of you. Goodbye. <laughs>